0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, a way-too-early field of 68 projection. Is BYU in or out? And why the Cougars could be better without Tyler Hawes next season. Jacob Hanneman is doing work with the Cubs AA team. How he is making sports in highlights and almost hitting for the cycle. Plus, the BYU running back you haven't heard of, maybe, who has more rushing yards than Luke Staley, Jamal Williams, and Taysom Hill. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU
1: Store simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan and Brian
0: Logan. It is Thursday, June 18th. This is BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Jerem Jordan alongside Brian Logan. What's up, Bela?
2: What's happening?
0: Day four of this week where Spencer four. Linton is gone the whole week. This is the first time he's ever been gone for a whole week. Really? Mm-hmm.
2: This is the first time? Oh, okay. You've been gone for, for
0: weeks. <laughs> <laughs> whole weeks? <laughs> weeks. I've been Wait. gone for a whole weeks. <laughs> you've, I'm late for, week for a week and weeks. two
2: weeks. You've been gone for weeks. It's
0: June and July. I'm out of here, weeks man. Weeks on weeks on weeks on weeks. Yeah. We, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Congratulations today to BYU's number one power couple, getting married. Kyle Collinsworth. Don't call him Collinsworth. And Shay Martinez, getting married today. Congratulations to them. Kyle, of course, the triple-double king. Shea Martinez, an All-American in the 800 meters in track.
2: If I'm a coach at BYU, um, I am offering that kid a scholarship. I'm just, yeah, just yeah. you know, they don't even, I'm not saying they have a kid. Or anything, I'm just saying, like, I would, I would <laughs> have in writing, in writing, I would have right now that, that would be like my wedding gift to them. It would be like, hey, you have a If I'm still the coach you give here, you, your kid has a scholarship, regardless of Anything that's going on.
0: Talent off Just the guarantee. chain, man. Off the chain. Okay, remember yesterday that Nate Austin was in the studio? Got yep. his medical redshirt, fifth year. Very exciting. We asked him about, uh, will Kyle Collinsworth get more triple doubles? Because those rebounds might not be there the right, same right. they were. Which is a good problem. Which is a good problem. At Big Rush of 5, Kyle weighed in on this. He said, I needed to hear this. He watched the interview. Just wait, more in store. Hashtag mm-hmm. tripped up. Ooh-ee. He needs one to break the career NCA record. He has tied the career NCA record.
2: This is what I love about Kyle, man. Just,
0: he's a confident he, dude, but he's not. He's not LeBron James saying, "I'm the I'm the triple double king.
2: I'm the best player in the world."
0: That's why I'm no, confident. You know,
2: he, he's just a competitor. It's that
0: simple, he's Brian.
2: A, he's a competitor, man. I love the fire that he brings. As the a fire fun. within. The fire. The eye of the tiger. But you know what when, <laughs> when, play, when athletes get married, like going into their senior year, I always get a little bit nervous because I feel like their play drops off, you know, and maybe more just football I don't really know from basketball or, or you know other sports, but it always concerned me when when, when my teammates got married because they'd come back mm. just
0: they're like, "Hey, you want to play catchphrase Sunday night just, and eat stroganoff? yeah."
2: Okay. Like you, big softy. You got married, and, and and you for sure, definitely. That's what it does.
0: Some you, guys it helps, though. they get more organized. They don't oh, have to worry about it social life me, it anymore. It helped me,
2: man. Yeah, it definitely helped me as far as being organized. And my wife just like, hey, yeah, this is what you, this is the nutrition. You're gonna eat this food. You're Make gonna, some tackles, you're drink be Drink like, this. Oh, 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 oh! You dropped the interception. Oh, you're not. I'm not kissing you for a week. It was horrible, <laughs> man. I'd come after a game and try to get a kiss, and she'd be like, nope.
0: Ken is Mm-mm. intense. Mm-mm. She wants to bring out the best in you, Brian. That,
2: but that's what happens when you're an athlete, too. She was an athlete as well. So that's when it's it, that's when it works really well. So, awesome. Cool.
0: So See congratulations you. to the Collinsworth and Martinez families today celebrating that wedding. That was our BYU TMZ segment. Here are today's <laughs> BYU Sports Nation headlines. Daniel Summerhays, former BYU Cougar, tees off at 5.06 Eastern time today in the opening round of the U.S. Open at Chambers Bay Golf Course. We'll chat with the BYU Director of Golf, Todd Miller, about about Summer Hayes and 42 years ago yesterday, his dad Johnny won the U.S. Open, nice. a former Cougar as well.
2: Former BYU tight end Dennis Pitt will not participate in the Baltimore Ravens mandatory mini camp this week. So sad to hear that. Pitt has not been medically cleared to participate as he continues to recover from a second fractured and dislocated right hip.
0: Let's hope that Dennis Pitt gets back because he's been one of BYU's best skilled position players in the NFL all time. Yeah, I mean, it's. Won a Super Bowl. Four million guaranteed, by the way, for Dennis Pettis. So if it doesn't work out, that's a lot of timing. Yeah, he's good. He's that's four hundred thousand timing. <laughs> Matt, I awkwardly asked him that question last <laughs> meeting. Do you tie? Yeah. Uh, minor league baseball news for BYU. Matt Carson, Triple A uh, Nashville Sounders. That's the Oakland Athletics organization. Went two for three, scored two runs yesterday in a loss. Doing work. We'll talk to Jacob Hanneman coming up. Another uh, BYU guy in the minors. With that in mind, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Way too early, but we love it. It's June. There's lots of national way-too-early projections that are still relevant because there's not as much going on right in this famine news cycle situation. But you got BYU Sports Nation. We'll give it to you.
2: You're saying saying people are bored right now. We're a little bored. Bored with our lives. We're a little
0: bored. But we got BYU Sports Nation every day, so we're not that bored. The latest, a BYU uh, hoops NCAA tournament projection. Okay, The USA today put out a field of 68. Where does BYU fit in that? They are out. They're among the last being considered for an at-large bid. I think as of now, you lose a bunch of seniors, a bunch of dudes, right? Probably accurate. But what do you think of that initial projection from the USA today?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. It's, it's probably accurate when you look at the the players' loss, the seniors' loss, guys coming back and whatnot. But when you look at Dave Rose and what he's done with his previous teams, uh, how many times he's made it into the tournament? What, I, eight of I, right. I, I right there give. I, I would put my money if I were to gamble. What? <laughs> what? If, I were, if I were to gamble? What? If I were to gamble with with skittles and gushers there and we go. candy, there we go. Uh, I would put that on on Dave Rose. And regardless of. Uh, the, the, the players lost or maybe lack of talent, whatever the case is, um, a coach knows how to coach. And that's what a coach's job is, is to uh, put my players, whatever I've been given, in a position to be successful. Dave Rose and, says. And he does; he's done that. He's proven yes. to do that.
0: Because Dave Rose says, because I have been given much, I too must give and get into the NCAA tournament. <laughs> Eight of the ten years. I think BYU is going to be in the NCAA tournament. But that got us thinking. Could BYU actually be better than last year's team? Without Tyler Hawes, which is today's Twitter question. Will this year's BYU basketball team be better than last year's team? At nharker3207 has a great tweet to lead us off. Use the hashtag BYUSN to weigh in. He says, better is difficult to project. Deeper, yes. Better is saying the newly added pieces are better than Hawes, Winder, and Halford.
2: That is a great tweet.
0: Interesting point. I would have made that the elite tweet, maybe. It might be at the end of the show. Use hashtag BYU for a chance to have the elite tweet of the day. Obviously, it's too early to know. But it's June 18th. People were projecting. This is what we do. The Cougars lose a lot of guys, Brian, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Nine. Nine players from last year's basketball roster are gone due to graduation, missions, or transfers. Nine, Brian. That is a lot. Hawes, Halford, Winder, Sharp graduation. Andrus, Worthington, Nils- Nixon serving the Lord. Bartley and Nielsen transferred. So how, mm. to, how? So is BYU better or worse this year without those nine guys and a crew of newcomers coming in? In your opinion, um, I, I
2: still say that they're better. I, I say that they're better, and the reasons why I say that they're better is when, when I look at the the who I think is the best player on the court is Kyle Collinsworth. Um, you know, with, with him trying to make it to the very next level, um, I think his, his mid-range jumper uh, uh, is, is significantly better. That's something that scouts are looking for uh, him to make the next year uh, or for this upcoming year. Um, when you look at how competitive Kyle is, you look at the tweet that we read to you guys earlier in the show, uh, he just has this 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 fire about him, uh, and 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 when you look at what he did coming off of his uh, his injury with his knee, Look what he was able to accomplish. That right there, my friends, is 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 nothing. Something you cannot teach,
0: right? You well, can't teach that that dedication, that desire. At the banquet for the basketball team, I talked to Kyle, and and he was very excited about and said. This will be my first full off season healthy after mm. my mission. The one and only. So what can he improve? Right. You so mentioned if his mid-range imagine. jumper. If, he, if Kyle Collinsworth gets a mid-range jumper, which he had in the WCC title game against Gonzaga, he, mm. he pulled it out and hit it. He had 28 points. He was fantastic. Yeah. Obviously, Kyle. So, you... so, so the next, I, I would say Corbin Kafusi. There's the other reason why yes. they,
2: they're going to be better because he improves. We saw over the season that how th- that his leaps and bounds that he took, right? It was almost like he was a completely different player. You can expect him to have more rebounds, more blocks, more points in the paint. So that right then and there, that that big body presence uh, now is added. Uh, is more experience is added there. And then Chase Fisher, uh, I, I think, and your point that you had yesterday was great. When we talked about it earlier, I'm Thank giving you. you, yes, I'm giving you praise. <laughs> oh, hell, Jerome. Um, with, with Tyler Hawes, yeah, it, it, it sucks that you're losing uh, a scorer, but what do you think that does to Chase Fisher? Do you think that that will allow him to be more consistent? Do you think Easier that is spacing, going to I allow think. him to spread his wings and fly like an eagle? Do you think he's, Thank you. That's going to allow
0: him <laughs> to take his game to that very next level. It's those are the core. Okay, you you've outlined it. Kyle Collinsworth, Corbin Kufusi. We could throw Nate we, throw, we could throw Nate in there as well. And Nate, I I I'm I, not even sure Nate starts. That's a great piece off the bench to rebound and defend. Okay, the, now now the there's a great point by N Harker three two zero seven. Who's who's uh. The newcomers, are they going to be better than Haas, Halford, Winder? Let's yeah. talk about some of these guys. Yeah. BYU fans are really excited about the newcomers. Kyle Davis from Utah State. Stretch Jamal Ates, you know, nice. <laughs> UNLV. And Nick Emery. Those are the three that you expect to kind of replace those those three uh, seniors. Then you have guys like Jake Toulson, who you hope is improved. Zach yeah. Selyus. Braden Shaw. Uh, Jacob Hartsock, Corey Calvert. Jordan Chapman. Among others. That team it definitely doesn't have the experience in a BYU jersey as right. much, but Kyle Davis, we know what he can do at Utah State. Jamal Ates, if he's healthy, can healthy, be a yeah. really good player. Nick Emery, sky-high expectations, Jimmer Light uh, for yep. him. That t- I, think, I think that where the biggest difference will be, is defensively, yeah. that BYU can play better D, that Kyle Davis can defend well, that Nick Emery can defend well on the perimeter, mm. and that that changes the game. 25 wins in the NCAA tournament is a nice, nice season. Yeah. To be better than that, compete in the league is where it begins to me, Brian. If BYU can be competitive with Gonzaga, I'm not saying be the clear two. I'm saying challenge for the one and end up one or two and get a single-digit seed, now you're talking about a more winnable game in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Instead of an 11 against Ole Miss, right? Yeah, yeah. Even then, you're up, what, 15, 16 in that game, and you lose. Should have won it. Well, defense
2: wins championships, baby. And when you, ha- when you look at the, these guys, the, the unknown, I, I believe with their skill set, especially a guy like Nick Emery, um, defensively, uh, I, I think that rises uh, from last year. And when you look at how many games BYU lost, it, it, every game was close. They they're, lost they're co- all
0: but one game by less than seven.
2: That's a couple of possessions. A if matter that's, of a def- few if degrees. that's defensively, if that's getting rebounds. And, and now with guys, with, with the new guys coming in, having some type of experience, maybe not with, not in a BYU jersey like you said, uh, but, but having some type of experience at the level, and, and Jamal Aids and Kyle Davis, uh, that, that, that helps you out. You also look at Nate Austin coming back and and Corbin uh, having better experience, uh, and and you look at Maybe uh, getting one or two more rebounds, uh, one or two more steals, uh, turnovers.
0: And, Drawing a charge, getting a jump ball.
2: Any, anything, along plays, man. And, and anything along those lines. Anything along those lines. And what does that do? You potentially are right in the game, if not winning the game. And so you, you probably still, what, maybe two, three, four games that you lost last year?
0: And that changes... It if, if changes BYU everything. six losses, they're not an 11. They're a, they're a single-digit seed, and now they have a better opportunity changes, to win that game. Changes might be everything. favored in that first-round game. So I say yes. I'm with you. I think yes, that yes. BYU will have a better team this next year, which sounds crazy. You lose your all-time leading scorer, and trust me, we will miss Tyler Haas. In the first couple of games, you go, man, it was fun to watch Tyler Haas play. But yeah. I think BYU will be better. What does Blaine Fowler think about the future of BYU hoops?
3: And now... They just start to load up every year for the next eight years. I mean, it's, it gets me excited to know that this staff is good enough to get 25 wins out of that
0: team because they're going to just do nothing but move up. That's, that's what Blaine Fowler thinks, is that the next eight years, and he's specifically referencing the recruiting that BYU is doing and bringing right. in legit prospects. And guess what? Only one more year until we have the Lone Peak 3 together. Eric Mika and uh, TJ Haas are knocking doors right now in Europe in the uh, late evening. <laughs> They'll be back and ready to go. So what do you guys think? Our Twitter question is this. Will this year's BYU basketball team be better than last year's team? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's winter time. At fan 1995 if Kafusi and Casey stay healthy, then yes. Final four. Final four. Final four. Wow. Whoa. Okay. I say, I say BYU needs to win the Whoa! league before we worry about what happens in the NCAA tournament as Whoa! much. If you win the league, good things happen, right? If Spencer, That's where it if Spencer starts. was here, he'd be like, yes! If Spencer yes! was there! Final Four! If Spencer was here, the tourney train would be going. He'd be
2: like, BYU fan, BYU fan, You're...
0: yes! You are amazing, I'm right there with you. Hey, BYU has the most appearances of any NCAA uh, tournament, t- the most NCAA tournament appearances without a Final Four. That's the hope in the next couple of years that BOA makes this awesome yeah. Butler run. Take right? it to the next level. VCU did it as an 11. Or Final Four in the NIT. No! Brian, <laughs> don't bring that back. Coming up, after a SportsCenter top 10 play and being a single short of the cycle, Jacob Hanneman joins BOA Sports Nation next. Would the BOA Sports Nation karma have gotten him that single? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. This is BYU Sports Nation, simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. I literally said the word BYU six times right there. Follow us on Twitter, at BYU Sports Nation, that's seven. And join us by using the hashtag yes, byu I was
2: waiting for one more. Eight. One more.
0: <laughs> hey, coming up, BYU Football Media Day next <laughs> Wednesday. I said BYU again. 10, 2, and 5 Eastern. Put it in your Franklin Planner. BYU's web chats, former and current players, Coaches with Lauren Frankham. Check it out. The web chat's part of BYU Football Ooh. Media Day, 10-2 and 5. There's going to be a web chat. Eastern. Chats with Tom Hommel, ESPN's Dave Brown, Bronco Mendenhall, and players. Awesome. So check that out on BYETV.org. Our Twitter question today. Will this year's BYU basketball team be better than last year's team? At laser Sheep. Kyle Collinsworth, plus a great supporting cast, a senior point guard, with an awesome backup, much improved post. Yep. Is a is a senior point guard like a senior quarterback to a degree? We talk a lot about the senior quarterback. Does that matter? I think it. I think it depends on uh, like how the type of
2: player the point guard is. You know, I think a point guard like Kyle is Kyle I, equal to I, Taysom? I would say. I would In say. Importance? Yeah, I would say that because Kyle. I think. Well, especially if he's able to score anywhere. You know, getting his mid range jumper down. Because I, th- I really think he's going to be the guy next year that BYU relies on. You know, with, with when it comes to, hey, we need a bucket, let's go, um, from the leadership, whatever the case is. I mean, almost like a LeBron James type of guy. LeBron and, James. LeBron James. Um, and, and so I would. But if, if you're a point guard and you're not necessarily that type of player where you're, you could, the team really relies on you uh, to win, maybe they're just relying on you to uh, get guys in the right position and run the offense, then not so.
0: A guy the Tennessee Smokies rely on. His name is Jacob Hanneman, former BYU football and baseball player, now joins us uh, from Tennessee. Jacob, how are you doing today?
3: I'm doing great. Thank you.
0: How is life in the minor leagues with the Tennessee Smokies?
3: Oh, It's yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs>
0: I mean, <laughs> uh,
3: the life of a minor league baseball player, you know, me and my wife, Shay, we just gotten thrown into it, and we're loving it.
0: What is that uh, we hear a lot of stories uh you know about the minor leagues, whether it's the the travel situations on the bus or you know cold pizza or random promotions <laughs> in minor leagues. What are some of the fun things you've been able to participate in so far?
3: Well, you know some of the fun things we just me and my wife just got back from uh an eight and a half hour bus bus ride we luckily uh we had a day off, so I was able to drive with her. And we were able to go to Jacksonville, Florida. So that was fun. We we eat a lot of late night Applebee's and stuff like that after games because nothing else is open.
2: (laughs) Nice, Jacob. Do you have any crazy travel experiences?
3: Crazy travel experiences. Yeah, I mean, back in Boise when I first got drafted, I flew into Boise and. Left five minutes later on a ten hour bus ride, and that was pretty crazy. Kind of just got thrown in. It was my first first uh pro pro game pro bus ride, and all the guys were drinking and partying on the bus, and I just kind of got thrown into it right away. <laughs> that was pretty crazy.
0: You're like, I'm from BYU. What's up, guys?
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm from BYU. They always ask if I'm a polygamist and all that stuff. You always get the fun questions,
0: you know? Yeah, and that's the funnest. Jacob yeah, Handman yeah. on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> uh, tonight, the Tennessee Smokies take on uh, the Mississippi Braves in Knoxville. What's it like to live in Knoxville, uh, home of uh, the University of Tennessee there?
3: Oh, it's great. We, we found a, a nice place here and it's it's really beautiful country over here. Uh, really green. We love it.
0: When you look at uh, what you've done recently, uh, it was awesome to see you on SportsCenter. You got number two for a fantastic catch in left field about two weeks ago. Walk us through yeah. that play and the reaction that you got getting on SportsCenter.
3: Oh, yeah, that, that was fun. Uh, I think we're in extra innings and, you know, probably saved uh, – a few runs from coming in, and I once I saw it off the bat, I was like, you know, I'm going to get to that either way. I took a quick peek to see if I was going to dive into a fence, and when I knew I had enough room, I just made the dive, and then we heard it was going to be on Sports Center, um and so we were staying up late to watch it over here, and they started counting down the plays, and it was getting to, like, five and four, and I was like, oh, shoot, it's not going to be on. <laughs> and I got the three, and then number two is like from Tennessee. I was like, "Oh no way!" It was crazy. We we're all freaking out over here. It was pretty fun to watch that.
2: Jacob, do you think that your play should have been the number one play while you were watching that top ten?
3: <laughs> well, of course, I think it should have been number one. <laughs> but I was just glad it was on there.
0: Okay, you're a, you're a single short of the cycle the other day. How yeah. how is the single the one you didn't get, man? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys remember,
3: but I was actually a single short there at BYU too. It's kind of funny, <laughs> mm. but over here I did hit two doubles, so I say that makes up for
0: it. And you can't you can't just stay at first in that situation, right? Yeah, you can. Now listen to Jam.
3: Yeah, no. I if I was gonna if I was gonna get hit the the next at bat, I would have tried to stretch it to two out. I, I don't feel like I mean it's always fun to say you got the cycle but I feel like it's a lot better to have two doubles, a triple and a home run. They had a grand slam so that was even better.
0: So. Oh, you'll take okay. it every time. Jacob Hanneman is on BYU Sports Nation. He's playing uh double A ball for the Tennessee Tennessee Smokies. There's a third round pick with the Chicago Cubs. Uh as as a member of the Cubs, do you have much time to even watch the Cubs? Do you catch, you know, stuff on the bus or whatnot?
3: Yeah, I mean every once in a while they'll put put it on the bus or, you know, we see Highlights from Sports Center and stuff like that. Like they had a great game. They had a great game last night. Watched. Uh, Kyle Swerber was just here with us, and he left uh, a couple days ago. And he just went. He had a great game up there last night.
0: How do you stay sane uh, in the minors, yet still try and reach uh, and work for your goals of one day making the bigs?
3: Sorry, can you, can you say that again? It life in the minors?
0: It seems like minor league life is interesting, right? So how do you how do you stay sane and focused yet still try and make it to the bigs one day and keep that goal?
3: Oh, you know, just working hard every day. You know, there's a lot to learn here in the minor leagues, and there's great competition. So, you know, it's taking it one step at a time, one pitch at a time, and you're hitting. And, you know, I, think, I know things will always Start clicking for me is just you know trusting in that ability and just keep on working hard and staying with my
0: routine.
2: So as you continue to play and your stats increase, uh, your level of play increases. Does uh, your 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 coach or maybe your agent come to you and say, "Hey, you know you're you're going to get that call here soon"? Or how does that work? How do you get updated with knowing it's almost my time to shine?
3: Oh, like a call up. Yep. No, no. They, I didn't even know I was getting called up till to Double A. Till um, I was on a nine-hour bus ride in Myrtle Beach. They just you don't you don't ever know. It's just they they the manager calls you over and says, like, hey you're going to Double They go okay awesome and then okay, call my you. wife tell her to pack pack everything up and go move.
0: <laughs> nice. Do, can you do you live out of suitcases since that is a possibility that you move up? Anytime.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. We try to keep keep everything portable. <laughs> so there's there's a lot of moving. We we live out of suitcases. A lot lot like a mission. I mean, at least you got to treat it like that. A lot like a mission, you can leave anytime.
2: Sure. A so, lot of lot of air mattresses and uh, plastic uh, utensils, right? <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> jacob handman's on by sports nation let's talk about your brother micah got a lot of love in spring a lot of looks with the ones and twos as a quarterback yeah. uh what do you think of his success so far with byu and what do you think he'll do this fall
3: no oh, I'm, I'm very proud of him and we're definitely looking forward to watching him start and play this fall um he's, he's a hard worker you know He was. He was really talented his freshman year there with me and just saw him how he worked hard and, you know, he left on the two-year mission, you know, got a little bit more mature, a little bit body-filled out a little bit more, and I feel like he's going to be, you know, a great tool for us over there.
2: Have you given him any, any tips or tricks on how to deal with the program and uh, more specifically the Coach Mendenhall defense?
3: You know what? He's actually has more experience than I do there, <laughs> so I haven't—I have not told him any, gave him any tips for that because he—he actually helped me. He was there before I got there off my mission, so he was kind of walking me through all those, all that stuff. He know—he knows his things though. So,
0: now, am I mistaken in this? Were you teammates with Brian Logan at some point pre-mission on the um, football team? Oh nine ten 9 10 no?
2: 2010. Was, were you there 2010, I don't, I don't think so. No. No, I,
3: was, uh, I,
0: got, I got back from my mission
3: in 12. Oh, no. okay. Then no. Yeah, I, I left straight from high school on my mission.
0: Gotcha. Well, we look forward to uh, seeing Micah this fall, and we check your stats every day with the Tennessee Smokies and again tonight against the uh, Mississippi Braves. Huge matchup there in Knoxville tonight. If you're in the area, check it out. Jacob, good luck with everything, and we appreciate the time.
3: Hey, thank you.
0: Jacob Hanneman. He's doing a nice job. He's he's hitting two oh one. He wants to raise that a little bit, but as a as a fielder. And he almost sits for the cycle at a grand slam. I mean he, he's doing a nice job in double A. Hopefully he makes it up to uh triple A and one day we see him in the bigs. See him in
2: the bigs. That's that's interesting. You know, you just get a call. You know, I, I would I would kind of think like, Hey, you know, your your stock is rising a little bit, man. Keep on keep on doing good. Mm-hmm. Just nope, hey, hey missus, we gotta we gotta get rolling. Well that's what happens
0: with you. Hey, uh, Jerem's yeah. on vacation. He's <laughs> coming. Yeah, that's right. I'm there. Uh-huh. You just yeah. get a call, right? Mm-hmm. I just show up <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes I demand it. Our football throwback Thursday continues. He's the fifth leading all-time rusher in BYU history. Jeff Blank joins the program. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Jerem Jordan, Brian Logan, and Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Don't forget, we have a show podcast. If you miss it want to listen to it again, it's free on iTunes. Download that today or stream it on SportsNation.com. Six days away, next Wednesday, BYU Football Media Day is here. Four decades of dominance at 4 Eastern. That's pretty easy to remember. Great guest lineup for that one. Check that out as well as other programs throughout the day, including a two-hour edition of BYU Sports Nation, 12 to 2 Eastern time. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. The U.S. Open begins today at Chambers Bay Golf Course. Daniel Summerhays, former Cougar, He's off at 5.06 Eastern time in the opening round.
2: Former BYU tight end Dennis Pitta will not participate in the Baltimore Ravens mandatory minicamp this week. Uh, Pitta has not been medically cleared to participate as he continues to recover from a second fractured and dislocated right hip. No bueno. Prayers out to my man Dennis.
0: Yep, but bueno for Matt Carson. He went two for three, scoring two runs for the Nashville Sounders in AAA ball yesterday in a loss. Uh, Matt Carson, one step away from the majors. Uh, one step is all it takes. Uh,
2: the USA Today produced a way-too-early field of 68. Projection for next year's NCAA
0: tournament, and BYU is out! Hmm. BYU will be in when it counts, okay? It's June 18th. That's right. It's all good, man. All good in Jerem's hood of Springville. Yep. 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 Springville. Springville. Call- Springville. No, Springville. Springville. Every Thursday, we like to do a a BYU Football Throwback Thursday interview with uh, a classic great former player from BYU, and as we get set for four decades of dominance, we now introduce Jeff Blank, BYU running back from 73 to 76, fifth all-time in rushing yards. That's more than Jamal Williams, Taysom Hill, and Luke Staley, believe it. Jeff, thanks for joining us here on BYU Sports Nation. How's it going?
4: Great, you guys. Glad to be with you.
0: Now, as I, as I read an excellent article on you, Saturday in the Deseret News, I couldn't help but notice uh, that you you were a real somebody in the 70s and kind of laying the groundwork for what became BYU football. What was it like helping build BYU football up to what it's become?
4: Well, it was awesome. And, of course, you know, as young kids, nobody thinks that that's going to happen. They just want to play football. And we were just glad to be there. And with Lavelle's second year as head coach, it was it was kind of a, one of those times that uh, you, you're glad to have.
0: Did you sense that you were paving the way for something bigger or was it just this season right now we're doing well?
4: Yeah, just for the moment. When you're 18, 19 years old, you guys, it's just for the moment. You don't even think about what's going to happen. Uh, you enjoy the time you're there, your friends, the, the acquaintances. And the coaches, I mean, those kind of times you can't take back, you know. I mean, it, it's, it's a wonderful time. It opened a lot of doors for me and, and some great mentors. Mel Olson was one of the first. Dave Cragthorpe recruited me out of high school. So, you know, when you get there, you're just playing. You want to go out and play the game. You know, you don't think about 10 years down or 40 years away from when you were there. <laughs> you just enjoy every moment, and I did.
2: Jeff, in that article – Uh, There is a a good story about Lavelle Edwards teaching you a lesson after a play uh, with Gary Scheide. Can you share that experience in detail with us on on Sports Nation?
4: Yeah, that was one of those things you never forget, and of course, every time I ran the ball, I wanted to get a touchdown, and I I remember this one explicitly because I'd run down there maybe 20, 30 yards to get to the two-yard line and couldn't make it in, and the next play, Gary called a 20 or 21 dive. I can't remember which side I was going to go, but, you know, Chuck Carlson was my center, and, and I'd always go off of his right or left hip, and it's easy touchdown with two yards, I felt. And I ran through the hole, and, and Gary pulled the ball back and ran around the corner and scored. And, of course, I got, you know, I, I wasn't upset that he scored. I was upset that I didn't get the chance. And so I kicked the ground, and, and I'm you know, jumping up and down. And then when I got to the sideline, Lavelle grabbed me, and he hit real quiet. He said, hey, he says, you're going to get your chance. He goes, he goes this is, we're a team here. So, you know, it wasn't that Gary scored. It was that I didn't get the chance. And, and you guys, I love Gary Shidey. Don't get me wrong. This guy is, is one of my dear friends. But not only did he take that play from me, he took my girlfriend away from me. Whoa, <laughs> so, so, And he's married to her, Cherie, and, and they got a great family. And, <laughs> and, and it's one of those things that you think back on, and you know what? The better man got it, got the girl, and, and I just, I love them all, and and I still saw Gary. He would do the color at the the baseball games and stuff for my son when he played at Utah, and and it was one of those things. Gary and I have this bond, and, and, you know, not that we talk every day, every week, but when we see each other, it's a hug and a handshake, and and I'll always love the guy. He he gave me the ball many times and and threw it to me many times, so he'll always be one of my heroes.
0: And I called some of those games uh, for, I believe it was Cooper, right?
4: Yeah, Cooper's my son. Yeah, for Cooper. At yeah,
0: at Utah, and uh, we know Gary well. And I did not know that uh, he stole uh, your girlfriend and married her. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> that's hilarious, Jeff. Does it, does it make you feel better that he married her? Because
2: to me, if I was in your shoes, I wouldn't. Yeah. I would. I would allow it to be okay. Because it's like, hey, it worked out. That was that was destiny.
4: Yeah, you know what? It's all a competitive spirit back then, right? <laughs> and, and we both dated her, and, and, and no big deal because, you know, i got a wonderful wife now, and, and, and Gary and his family have, have done well there, and, and I'm glad he stayed in the area. So it's fun to see him.
0: Um, I would like to know, since I know Gary, I would like to know more about Gary um, as a player at BYU, maybe his character or a huddle that maybe should have been longer than normal or something or some <laughs> funny instance other than well. the one you mentioned to us.
4: You guys, I don't know if you know this or not, but he plays the piano. And every time we'd be in a away game, if there was a lobby or someplace that had a piano, Gary was always in playing the piano, and everybody rallied around him. The, the guy is multi-talented, you guys. And, and he is a character. And, you know, everybody used to compare him to Joe Namath and all that stuff. But Gary was Gary. And, and, and I think he doesn't get enough credit for what he started there, you guys. This guy... He came in there and he could play any sport and he was a great quarterback and, and in the huddle he took charge and of course I was always saying, Give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball and he goes, You'll get your chance, you'll get your chance. <laughs> so let me score so, first.
0: Yeah, and then and, you'll and get you know your what's chance, funny. Jeff.
4: You know, these guys that, that think about running and passing and all that, well a running back wouldn't want to go to a passing school, you guys. They want to go to where they run the ball. And, but when I got there and, and we knew Gary could throw it and all that stuff, I says, okay, just give it to me a few times. And he did, more than my share probably. And, and I used to catch a lot of passes, Jay Miller and I and, you know, John Beetham and those guys. I mean, these guys started it. And, and we kept something good alive and helped Lavelle win his first couple championships. And, and I don't know how anybody could ever experience anything better than what I did. Jeff Blank, wonderful.
0: Jeff Blank, running back from the 70s, is on BYU Sports Nation. When I was looking at the total rushing yards, I knew you were one of the uh, you know, most uh, premier backs in BYU history. But you're, you're fifth right now. Jamal Williams sits behind you in sixth place and then Taysom Hill a couple spots behind. What is that relationship like as you watch Jamal and Taysom likely this year pass you? Is that, is that something that, that hurts or is that something that you cheer them on for?
4: Well, you know, like I told Dick Harmon, you know, we didn't get as many games. And, and I was just looking through some stats before I got on with you guys. And, you know, and, and I hope Jamal does do it because records are meant to be broke, you guys. You know what? When I was there, I knew Pete Van Valkenburg had been before me. And I one of my goals was to break his records, you know. And, and Pete and I are friends. And, and, and I think he felt the same way I do about Jamal. Go for it. I hope he gets it and and set the bar high so the, the next guy is going to have a you know, heck of a job. But you know what? They've, some of these guys have eight to ten more games than we had, and yep. so you're right. The asterisk should probably be put in there, like Dick said, and and you guys have mentioned. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Records are meant to be broken. I just hope that he does well and BYU does well because you know I I have a connection there with a lot of these people, and and I love to see him do well, and and I think he's going to pass it no no problem.
2: Gary, what, but it does, you... but it does hurt. It does hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, when you when you and uh, and Gary in that relationship uh, with the the quarterback and the running back, um, were, were you ever going to him and saying, "Hey, I can I can catch the rock"? Uh, you know, put me out there on the side. Uh, you know, I can I can catch it coming out the backfield, swing 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 passes, uh, swing catches. Uh, do, were you ever having those conversations with him all the time, kind of being more annoying, getting on his nerves?
4: Yeah, and especially because he would say something, "Can you beat this guy?" I'd say, "Well, no, but give it to me on this side or something." So yeah, you were always communicating. And when I knew I could beat a guy with the the up and out or whatever, you know, I'd tell Gary, "Just just lead me a little bit." And he would do that. Gary would try it. But you know what, guys, we had some great receivers. And and I, you know, I was a secondary. If that guy wasn't open, I knew I was going to get it dumped off to me. So I, I got plenty. If you look back, I caught a lot of passes during those couple of years. And it helped my multi-purpose yards, and that's what I look at. You know, I was returning kicks, returning punts, but sure, I'm asking Gary to give me the ball every time. <laughs> but so was Jay Miller.
0: Yeah, so, <laughs> I was gonna, I was Jay ask, did that one game.
2: I was, I was going to ask yeah. you, how important is it for a running back to be versatile like yourself, to be able to run the rock and catch it as well?
4: Well, I think it's paramount, and especially today with, with the way these teams, you know, these blue chippers they have, and these guys can do it all. And, and, you know, it's funny, you guys. I had a friend that played at Oregon, was my quarterback in high school. He said today him and I both would probably have to go to J.C. and work our way up because playing Division One now, it's so competitive. But, yeah, these, these players out there, it's amazing. But, you know, back then, it was, it was good to do it all. You never wanted to leave the field. You guys know that. I mean, when you're a kid, you never want to leave the field.
0: Absolutely. Jeff, great conversation, great stories. Uh, we look forward to your presence next week on Media Day uh, as a part of four decades of dominance. It's going to be a lot of fun. We appreciate the time, Jeff.
4: You bet. Appreciate you guys. Keep up the good work and see you next week.
0: Thank you. Jeff Blank. One of, the, one of the best that have been here. Great stuff. Great story. I love the, that.
2: How you get the, the ball thrown to you is you let the quarterback take your girl. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how you do that's it? That's how you do it. That's how you do it? Hey, hey bro. I, I'll let you have You can date my girl. The quarterback's
0: married. I just need like that's, three more passes. <laughs> <That's> Tanner Mangum's <laughs> advice. That's, just t- three that's more advice passes, for Tanner man. Mangum for 2016. Four passes a quarter, and let's, we can do it. Let's hope the BYU brings it when they pass the ball on September 5th.
3: Down to the Cornhuskers. 79.
0: I like that you went like an octave lower. Did you see yeah. how
2: I was like padding? That, padding?
0: Yeah, that rhythm's a the, little The different. rhythm was a little off, yeah. Hey, keep the it's tweets okay. coming for today's Twitter question. <laughs> Will this year's BYU basketball team be better than last year's team? But first, what it's like to be the son of a U.S. Open champ and now coach a Cougar in this year's U.S. Open, Todd Miller, tells us next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Our Twitter contest is still underway for BYU Sports Nation. Get the latest swag, including a new exclusive t-shirt with hashtag Elite on the back, as well as a football blue goggles and a show-worn wristband from Brian Logan. There are two rules. One, follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter. And two, use the hashtag BYUSN. Show us. How you are an elite member. Are we
2: really doing the wristband thing? BYU Sports Nation like ma- no, added.
0: seriously. Well, have okay. you wear a wristband? It's like a game-worn jersey, but it's a wristband oh, for the host. Okay. Yeah. okay. At Chad Stewart underscore 79 sends this in. Awesome picture. He's an airman. And he has the BY, uh, a huge BYU flag and says, this is why. Hashtag BYUSN. Nice. Hashtag elite. Nice. Very nice. You know, that, it would be that's really, probably a top 10. You know, that's definitely a well. top
2: 10. We want to make that like top 10. Two is if he like had that hanging from uh, the plane somehow some I saw way. a picture in, in a t- helicopter in, a pic- oh. in
0: Afghanistan two years ago of a stretch Y. it gave me crazy chills see yeah very cool that
2: would have been yeah that' have been nice.
0: okay now we mentioned this hashtag elite um, shirt, all of this of course, stemming from the Mitch Matthews conversation that that uh, blew up like a nuclear bomb in April. <laughs> Mitch Matthews just weighed in on a tweet from Abbey Sports Station that talked about the shirt and he said quote. I need one now. Yeah. We should Mitch Match needs one of these shirts. We we got to talk to compliance and see if it's okay. Mhm the swag you
2: may have to pay like a dollar or something
0: <laughs> yeah you can't do, we can't just give it it's good speaking of a guy that has swag the director of golf on campus here at byu todd millers on byu sports nation welcome to the show
1: glad to be here with you guys thanks for having me on
0: now you probably have polos for days right as yes a, as a director definitely of golf <laughs> is that the most common piece of clothing that you get
1: yeah everywhere i go i'm
0: wearing a pole shirt so <laughs> everywhere it's awesome i love it uh as the director of golf what's what's life like in the off season right now on campus for you
1: you know, the summer's filled with recruiting. Even today, I'm going to go out to East Bay and watch a few of our uh, kids that are here in state and watch them play. But also, we do a lot, of, a lot of camps. So, we have three weeks of camps in June, and it's fun. We have, you know, kids from six years old all the way up to 17.
2: Do you get uh, a lot of time to, to golf?
1: No, I don't, I don't play a lot of golf. I,
0: what? During, Are you serious? I don't play
1: a lot of golf. I'll play once in a while. If our, if our team plays about six rounds, I'll play one or maybe two rounds with them every six rounds they play, but I don't play a ton.
2: Really? Do you not play? I still think
1: you're joking. Are you not not
2: good, or do you just don't want to beat? You're that good, you don't want to beat your your team?
1: Uh, I don't want to make them feel bad out there. (laughs)
2: It's all about the confidence, right? (laughs)
1: That's right. I still can't tell if you're kidding or not. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I play, but I don't play a lot. Okay, okay.
2: Wait, wait, wait. What's a lot? What
1: what would be considered a lot? I probably play once every two weeks.
0: That's not a lot. That's not a lot. That's not a lot. At what point did you kind of – because I imagine you played a ton of golf when you were younger. Yeah. When did you kind of pull off the pedal there?
1: You know, I mean, probably in the last four or five years I haven't been playing as much. Um, Every year I play in the U.S. Open qualifier. That's the one tournament I play in a year. I played in it last year. I didn't get to play in it this year just because we were doing some fundraising. But um, So I prepare my game a little bit for that every year, start playing early spring when the snow melts. But that's about the only time I play a lot of golf.
0: Todd Miller's on BYU Sports Nation. He's the director of golf. Speaking of the U.S. Open, uh, certainly very timely with you. Of course, your dad, 42 years ago yesterday, won the U.S. Open. I believe you were negative nine, if uh, we did our math correctly. (laughs) At what point did you realize, hey, that's a really big deal? One, my dad won this tournament, and two, my dad's a big deal.
1: You know, I really started playing golf when I was about eight, and so when I was 12 or 13— you know, people would talk to me about it and ask me questions. So I started to, you know, ask my dad more about it, and I saw some of the old films. So, you know, in my my early teens, I started to realize, man, he shot 63 on the last day of the U.S. Open to win Woo! it. That's cool. Yeah. That is very cool.
2: Yeah. So at, at this point, who is better at golf, you or your dad?
1: <laughs> um, I can probably take him a good majority of the time. He doesn't play at all anymore, really doesn't play at all. We, once in a while, we can convince him to get out and play nine holes but it's it's a tough task getting him out there to play now. He likes to fly fish a lot, so we go, okay. we go fly fishing all over the place when we have time. Awesome. At what point
0: did you become a better golfer than your dad? And was that <laughs> weird?
1: You know, golf's a weird sport that way. I wouldn't ever say I was a better golfer than him, <laughs> but I could have beat him on occasion. Yeah. And that's the great thing about golf. A guy that doesn't even play on the PGA Tour can beat somebody that's number one or two in the, in the world mm. on any given day. So that's fun about golf. Any day you can be mm. one of the best players in the world if you're kind of at that level.
0: Teeing off today is uh, one, of your former, uh, one of your former players, Daniel Summerhays, who's made a name for himself on the PGA Tour, doing quite well. Tees off today in the U.S. Open. What's it like to see Cougars like Daniel Summerhays, now Zach Blair, of course Mike Weir and company, uh, do work? On the PGA Tour and represent BYU.
1: For me, it's kind of an emotional thing, really. Uh, I got to watch Zach Zach Blair play at Silverado, where I grew up in Napa Valley, one of his first PGA Tour events. And I got to tell you, I got pretty emotional on the first hole, hearing the crowd cheer for him, watching him play that first hole. It's just great. We have so many players right now that from Utah that are playing on the PGA Tour, you, you know, and it's just fun.
2: And how does that help you with, with recruiting, being able to sit down and say, hey, look what you can do beyond your career at BYU?
1: Definitely is a big deal for us. Uh, one of the kids that just verbally committed, Rhett Rasmussen, who's from Utah, um, been being recruited by a lot of schools. And we told them over and over again, it doesn't matter if you're in a cold school Cold weather school, mm-hmm. or somewhere like Arizona, you can compete at that level, and so it's great for us to be able to say, "Hey, Mike Weir lives in Utah. He plays on the PGA Tour. Daniel Summerhayes, Zach Blair, they all live in Utah and they compete on the PGA Tour."
2: That's that's huge. Yes, yeah. I mean a lot of kids are would I would assume uh, be wary about that. You know, being in a cold weather state,
1: it's definitely a disadvantage. But uh, once they realize that, you just don't want to play. All year round, you want to take a break for a month or two, get fresh and then get back out there again. And, and the kids realize that after sometimes they don't realize it because the coaches are pushing it a little too hard. But mm. um, most of the kids realize that when they see some of these guys on the tour.
0: As we looked at some pictures of uh, your dad and kind of celebrating, you know, 42 years ago, won the U.S. Open uh, this week. With that haircut that he had, could you have had re- recruited him to BYU? Or would he had to cut that hair?
1: <laughs> it wouldn't, ta- wouldn't. have taken long to ask him to cut that hair. That's for sure. <laughs> that's w- when our players uh, sometimes in the summer I see them and I'm like, hey, and I don't really have to say much more. They go ahead and cut, <laughs> cut their hair. But and they know. yeah, <laughs> but they don't. Ha- I don't have to say a lot to them. But yeah, my dad, uh, he had that long bl- blonde hair and wore those tight, uh, crazy pants, and oh, he man. had a he had a style about him.
0: And he had a bunch of uh sponsorships with I I think clothing lines and Sears and JC But were you obligated to wear those clothes as a kid?
1: <laughs> no, I was I was a little <laughs> younger, so but I did I have opened up a few of those Sears catalogs yeah. and seen them in there and it's it's great to have a dad that, you know, looked good on TV and and he was kinda in golf a rock star.
0: It was yeah, fun. He definitely was a rock star. Well congratulations on uh this Success of the men's golf team, and uh, we'll be watching today. Daniel Summerhays, 5.06 Eastern time. He tees off, so thanks for the time.
1: It will be fun. Thanks for having me.
0: Todd Miller, director of golf here at BYU. Our Twitter question, will this year's BYU basketball team be better than last year's? At our green, ha. We may score less points per game, but overall, better defense will win us games, especially in close games and randomly hashtag Rafael Araujo. <laughs> Do you agree with him? I agree. Because defense wins championships yeah. all the time. I think the offense will still be good. Coming up, the whip. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. It's time for the whip.
2: It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Former BYU tight end Dennis Pitta will not participate in the Baltimore Ravens mandatory minicamp this week. It has not been medically cleared to, to participate as he continues to recover from a second fracture and dislocated
0: right hip. Mm.
1: Cougars in the PGA.
0: Daniel Summerhays tees off at 5:06 Eastern today in the opening round of the mm. U.S. Open at Chambers Bay Golf Course. Let's send it down to Brian Logan at nine. Uh, thank you. Jim. Men's basketball.
2: The USA Today produced a way too early field of 68 projection for next year's
0: NCAA tournament. BYU is out baseball. Who cares? It's June 18th. Actually, we do. We mentioned it. Matt Carson went 2 for 3 scoring two runs for the Nashville Sounders in a loss yesterday in A ball. Coming up tomorrow. What's a Sounder? I don't know. <laughs> the Seattle Sounders? That's the Puget Sound. <laughs> you do, Jim, don't, you don't know, know everything, the, man. Nashville Sounders. It's got to it's be a reference to music. Jeremy, Nashville. You know.
2: You know everything, man. I come to I you know for, for, everything, for everything. You're like
0: a sports Google. Search, ponder, and pray, bro. Is that would, is? Is that, what is? Is that... <laughs> what? We should what? make, let's make a search engine for sports. It's called Google.com and has everything. We don't need to do this. Let's just do sports. Let's just make it sports. Though. It's called Bing for some people. <laughs> Future guest tomorrow, <laughs> Where's Brian. Where's your competitive sport at? Brian Keel. Or Spencer, we're here. Brian Keel. By the way, did you say Spencer? Spencer's having a great time on his vacation. If Spencer were here, he'd say Brian Kill. That's what I said. Yeah. Brian with a Y. Today's ride of Shouts brought to you Awkward Transition. is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. You need it most. DexterLaw.com. We give it to Matt Casson Matt Two for three. Two runs for the Oakland A's A affiliate. Nice. It's fun talking to Jacob Hanneman today. Great yeah. interview with Jeff Blank. Todd yeah. Miller was fun. It's been a great day. It has been a good As day, Ice Cube man. said, today was a good day.
2: Today was a good day.
0: Was Our Twitter... Qu- what? Is that good how I said it? I tried to say yes. it like Yes, like it was Cube. Elite. Yes. Will this year's BYU basketball team be better than last year's team? Keep the tweets coming using the hashtag BYUSN. Today's elite tweet of the day at NHarker3207. You call it. Better is difficult to project. Deeper, yes. Better saying the newly added pieces are better than Haas, Winder, and Halford. That'll do it for us for Brian M. Jerome. Shout out to Stephen Thomas, BYU Sports Nation. Back at it tomorrow.